Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm so sorry I, I fell asleep on you. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's Sunday. It's the freaking weekend, and it's almost over. Yeah, I had a, I had, um, what did I have to do? I had just two big projects to pump out, and I've been on Adderall for, I was on Adderall Friday and Saturday. Oh, so, oh yeah, you knocked out. So, yeah, I fucking crashed. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just waking up. I apologize, though. No, you're good. You're good. How was your weekend? Working. Just working. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Um. How was your like, weekend? It was good. I mean, it's short though, but dang. Like I'd be off on the weekends, but then be like, I'd be trying to maximize that bit. <laughs> bro. I understand. Feeling sad that hit. Like, dang, bro. Like, I gotta get out of here. Can I get out of these hoes, bro? I understand. Oh, also, FYI, um, make sure your um your phone is um awake. Like, keep it awake. Don't let it fall asleep. Okay. Um, Here, give me a second. I could keep it on. Um, no dim. Give me one second. Backlight. Mm, 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 mm. But um, King. But um, mm. let's get this uh, interview started. And okay. what's going on, people? Um, this is the Independent POV. I'm your host, B Spell, and my guest is Monica. Monica Barrow. Hello. How's everyone doing? Good. I hope. Yeah. And uh, can you give us a brief um bio? Okay, well, a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Oakland, California, currently living in Jacksonville. I am a okay. patent attorney. Yeah, I'm, ooh, I'm from the O. Um, living in Jacksonville, um, I'm currently a patent attorney. However, I'm trying to break into the computer engineering realm. Um, so okay. I'm also getting my degree in computer engineering. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that is what's up. So, where are you in the all this the political spectrum? On the political spectrum, um, I am almost as furthest to the left that you can get, <laughs> if really? that's possible. Yes, I'm very furthest to the left. Um, a lot of my political ideas um, include um, housing. Um, yeah. If we were to have, um, there's enough housing in this country to house all of the houseless people in this country um, in terms of healthcare. I think healthcare should be a right and not necessarily a benefit that's tied to your employment. Um, okay. I also 100, well, let me say 1000% believe in reparations for the descendants of, um, of the enslaved people. Um, and I don't even think it's about money. Um, it can be because my people, um, we on the um, the wage gap um, between a black person with a college degree and a white person with a high school diploma is widening, and that needs to be addressed. Okay. Um, so yeah, yep. my, I'm just to the left. 
Okay. I'm letting you know I'm to the right. Okay. Okay. With my libertarian colors. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm like, if you could say the spectrum of the football field. Yes. I'm like 20 yards to the right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not all the way to a touchdown. I'm just 20 yards. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm just 20 yards. Uh, but I am a, you know, uh, understanding of reparations. I'm a good yes. advocate of that as well. So, um, but um, I had posted uh, something on Twitter. Yes. Um, it says, you ever met a toxic Christian? Like, this is a safe space, Monica. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Means you can go off. I mean, I understand you gotta go off. Hey, hey, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. But let, let's talk about your experiences because you said your experience was very confusing, hurtful. Yeah. Like, just talk about that. Okay, so um, starting off, I previously was a Christian. I am okay. now agnostic. That's Excuse very me. interesting. Yes. Um. So one of the. So me gradually leaving Christianity, I would say, began um, just by being a Christian myself. Um, I was always taught by my family and friends that if you want something or you need something, you need to pray for it. Um, and yeah. I was praying for my brother. So lost in the sauce. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was praying for my brother. And um, my brother died. And I was praying for another brother and he became schizophrenic. And so I was just like, and I was just praying my heart out, just praying, praying, praying. And my situation didn't change. Um, So what I started to do was doing things myself, Um, getting my brother help. Um, My other brother that passed, I obviously couldn't get him help. But, um, you know, I just started doing things myself. So that was kind of the, you know, what kind of, pushed me towards, um, you know, leaving the church. Um, another thing that, um, hurt me was the murder of Trayvon Martin. Um, so I went to law school a little bit about me. I went to law school in North Carolina, which is, you know, part of the Bible belt. And, um, I was very, I was extremely upset, um, about the murder of Trayvon Martin. One of the reasons why I was so upset is because George Zimmerman at the, at this particular time, he hadn't been, uh Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear my, you. My phone went to sleep, so I, I got scared. <laughs> um, so um, was George Zimmerman, and he hadn't been um, arrested yet. And it was um, more than obvious that he had um, murdered Trayvon Martin. I get the self-defense claim. Well, actually, I don't get the self-defense claim. But, you know, I understand, you know, as an attorney, I was an attorney at that time. But I understand, right. you know, the clogs of the the justice system. So I was upset. And a lot of the black people in, um, that were surrounded by me were saying, you know, it's in God's hands. You can't do anything about it, which is true. But they were just saying it's in God's hands. Just let God take care of it. And that to me, um, the term it's in God's hands translated to me as accept your oppression. You can't do anything about it. So just accept it. And I just couldn't accept that because Trayvon was the same age as my little brother. 
Oh man. Yeah. So um that's what kind of started pushing me away. But like I was telling you about my family, um, I try not to get in too into detail with mm. my family, but uh, my family were extremely um Christian, mm. um, aside from me. And a lot of things that we were experiencing as a family, I don't feel like we dealt with appropriately. One of these people, I'll just say my aunt, I won't <laughs> say her name. Um, she is a Christian. She is um, very, very religious, but she is extremely, extremely toxic. Um, she fights family members. <laughs> you wouldn't think like, you know, she um, calls the police on our, on family members. She's extremely, extremely toxic. And um, I just feel as though many of the... Like, what you mean? Like, she just called the police. Like, Y'all, you just you know, so should it be like y'all getting disagreement? She just call the police, or y'all get physical and she calls the police? No, um, she didn't like my uncle at the house, even though my uncle didn't do anything to her. She didn't like him at the house, um, oh. and she called the police on him. And of course, when the police come, they couldn't do anything. I mean, this man lives here, but right. just how she tried to make his, she wanted him to leave. Because she felt that she was entitled to the house. This is after my grandparents had left. So she felt that she was entitled to the house, which is fine. But if you feel entitled to the house, go through the legal channels to, you know, um, stake your authority of the house. But no, her plan was to just drive my uncle away by constantly calling the police on him. Was she married to him? Mm -mm, It's my uncle. That's her brother. Oh, they brothers. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that um, I didn't like. Um, so one of my brothers is gay. Um, I am all for um, the LGBTQ community. And when I was living in North Carolina, one of the things that um, people would really talk shit about this guy, because um, he was gay. And I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to disrespect this man and talk shit about this man just because we thought he was gay. I actually don't give a fuck what people identify as. Do what you do. Like you said, you're a libertarian. That's you. Do what you do. You You (laughs) do you because I'm going to support everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the type I'm not fucking with you no more because of how you identify as or I'm not fucking with you anymore because this is how you feel about a certain subject because people have different experiences people have different lives like I can't tell you what's best for you because I'm not in your shoes you know so this man being gay and turns out he wasn't even gay (laughs) but that's a different story Um, he wasn't the whole time Wow, he wasn't the whole time he was just quiet like was he dressing neat did he dress neat? He was just quiet. He was just quiet, so he had he nothing. Quiet. What what kind of clothes he was wearing? He was just quiet. He was and quiet. The, okay. The Christian girls at my school constantly disrespected this man and spread rumors about his um, sexuality. But um, and this is my first year of law school, so. At this time, like, That's I'm struggling. Weird. Like, my first year of law school, I was not doing well. And he was helping me, you know? Right. And I thought it was he was smart. It yeah. Like he, was smart. And he was 
he was a year above me. Um, he was a two L. I was a one L. So he was helping me with stuff. And a lot of the people didn't want me to receive his help because he was gay. Oh, oh, but you thought he was gay because they thought he was gay. He yes. Thought. Oh my God. Did they even try to approach him and be like, "Hey, you know, mm-hmm. saying I'm thinking your alternative lifestyle, you're quiet." I mean, they didn't even do that. Wow. No, they never spoke to him. They just treated him really badly. Yeah. Was he black or white? He was black. He's black. Okay. Yeah. He was black. He was just a black man trying to, you know, help a a black woman, you know, graduate law school. And he was successful. I graduated. But it's just that. I didn't appreciate girls coming to me like, "Is your tutor gay?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know what I don't oh know. God. It's a civil procedure. That's what the fuck I don't know. Let me focus on that. Like, I don't. And I don't <laughs> care. So, yeah. Um, Christianity has done a number on me, but I am appreciative of my experiences with Christians. Because it, it made me figure out who I was. Because like I was telling you, I was Christian. So these ideas of homosexuality and these ideas of premarital sex were just demonized. And that's just not me to demonize people. Right. And um, it, it, it was, um, so I am grateful for my experiences. Even though they be kind of screwing around too. Yeah. On the like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just one of those things where they like to talk about issues, but they don't want to talk about their hypocrisy. Issues. Yeah, yes, they don't want nobody speaking on their hypocrisy. I get it. That is, yeah, that yes. is a problem. It <laughs> is a problem. Um, another thing that um. Because like you were saying about their problems, um, one of the thing, and I'm, I'm going to actually send you a video on Twitter, but um, the black church in particular, mm-hmm. they take in $20 million a week. Yeah. Yeah. A week. The black church takes yeah. in $20 million a week. Where is that money going to our community? Right. It's not. Yeah. Actually, I did a Twitter space about talking, like, I hosted a Twitter space talking about um, what have the Black church done for the Black community. Yeah. And it was very, uh, woof. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, I mean, this is my Twitter space. I'm telling what my experience is, what yeah. I'm seeing. I'm telling them, like, I still go to church. Yes. Um, I don't put no money in it, but I still go. Yes. Um, what else? Um, like there's like like even on YouTube, but mm-hmm. this is before pandemic. This is before the Rona. Um you said I saw YouTube. Um I saw like legions of YouTube of seeing black people, especially black men leaving church. They're yeah. saying they're leaving their church but they're keeping the faith and I've been and specifically the millennials 
Um, yeah. They're exiting church. And this is before the pandemic even happened. Yeah. So, um, what else? Even, uh, have you heard of Kevin Samuels? I, I bet you probably heard of him. Yes. Um, the You Don't Deserve a High Earning Man. That guy. Yeah. Okay. That guy. <laughs> him. <laughs> he then also did a panel about, um, black men leaving the church like to a point like they probably need to pay black men just to get them back in there like like because he described it, um the uh church is uh, it's a business you know it is and he's 100%. absolutely yeah it's it's a business and not only that it's based on membership so it's like if you got a membership, and for me, um, that the only way you gotta be a membership, you gotta offer the members some type of benefits on why they should keep on paying, you exactly. know. Exactly. And they you're paying this every Sunday, like not once a month. So I mean this is every Sunday, you know. Yes. And um that um it's like I've seen a lot of things that I've been like this something's not right here you know what i'm saying it's like um uh, it's a family business at that um i mean you've seen a lot of preachers with jet planes to try to explain themselves why the prosperity gospel that's kind of hurt the church i mean hurt black people um what else the uh may i ask a question go ahead how do you feel about the whitewashing of Jesus? Because that's another thing that extremely bothers me. Like in the Bible, it says <laughs> that this man is a black man, but yet, I mean, when I, I would go ahead. I'm sorry. Hello. Hello. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, okay. Um, it said it, it gives you context of texture of his skin, but it doesn't look white, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say. I wouldn't say yeah. he's black or white, but the mm-hmm. texture is leaning. It's not leaning to a white person, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I but then, agree. like, you got Japanese Jesus, and then you got. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, so you got other Jesus they're out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i saw an episode i don't know if you know about the series called american gods no okay that's uh on the first i believe first second season like there i don't, I don't think you haven't heard to see the show it used to be on stars um called american gods and um these people are pretty much um like these let's say these other gods they they're living people right yeah and they're battling the new gods where the new gods are the god of technology or the god of uh i guess uh marketing you know what i'm saying they're the new yeah. gods and they're fighting against zeus and thor and Hera and Hades and all them. Okay. And then there's this scene where they meet Easter, right? Okay. And then when you go to our house, it's all these Christian people. It's all these Jesuses. This Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
you got you even got his mother and the Jesus baby, and they you got Mexican Jesus in the background and black African Jesus. It's like Jesus is everywhere, like you know, everywhere. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was very interesting how you say how much money because. Um, now, like, my church right now, like, we started using, um, I guess, Facebook Live, and mm-hmm. they're funding for more digital equipment, and they're asking for this type of, rev- like, 18000 to pay off. Yikes. The- huh? I said yikes. Yeah. 18000 <laughs> 18000 during the pandemic to... During the finish- pandemic. Yeah, the- finish up the paying off the new equipment so they can get like a digital um outlet out there you know i mean they already got the equipment but they have to pay it off you know what i'm saying yeah totally i get it so they asking for people to come up with some money for like 3200 a month so i'm like dang boy i'm like 3200 a month yeah yeah wow yeah, I'm like, well, won't be just bearing that, but I will help you guys out. I mean, because I, I never stopped going to church during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I just kept going, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but wow. Is there yeah, any... that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's so much exiting of the church with people now, because people are like, as you see how these years uh coming, everybody everything is coming back to normal, you know? Yeah. Everybody, you know, is out and everybody's in the stadiums, they back in the NBA, NFL games, and then I pass it like, yeah, they're back in the malls and Walmarts and NBA games, but they don't come to church anymore. I'm like yeah, well, some of y'all kind of scared people have to death and not and not tell people to come to church, and now you kind of want them back now, and still pay um, tithe. <laughs> kinda, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like double speaking to me. Yeah, I think everybody. Um, the pandemic has taught us a lot about each other. Yeah, it really. Yeah, I, I get it. Especially with churches, too. It's like, you know how churches be like, you know, we got a thousand members and something thousand members. And really, I'm like, I don't think you got all them type of members. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't think so. And then when the conclusion of it, you really don't. But yet you got this big sanctuary, which is like, how are we going to pay for this? And the real members are coming forward and these some thousand members ain't here no more. You know what I'm saying? So you're you you belong to a mega church. Is that no, that's um I've been to a mega church. Uh, I I'm not a big fan of mega churches. Um I well I would say I came from a mega church, but it was he it was come from a woman. And she's very, very inspirational woman. Very, she's very elderly now too. And yeah. her, her uh, church was paid off like before I was born. Like really, her, yeah. Like, like 
like um it was like around in the eighties, like eighties or seventies even. Yeah. Wow. It was one minute, like, her testimonies where, like, she was paying the note, and then she went back, and she went back to pay it, and the people said they couldn't find find the note anymore. They never found it. That's great. Yeah. So, it's like, she's debt-free. Yeah. (laughs) So, that's amazing. Yeah, I was like, wow. I mean, I came from that church. Um, I still go to that one. Um, uh, we kind of like an organization, but um, but yeah. But thank you for like. You got any more toxic um, Christian experiences you want to share, young lady? Um, let me see. Let me make sure I talk to you about <laughs> everything. Um, I talked to you about the gay thing. Uh, I talked to you about Trayvon. I talked to you about my personal experience oh um another thing like they were like my family was just like just praying just pray so right um i forgot i got off track but um my brother my brother passed my older brother passed and then my mother passed and then um my younger brother he became schizophrenic and although we have like we have plenty of money for him to live with us he wanted to be homeless so i would be on the streets every day looking for my brother and um and I would have to do it alone, you know, because like I said, my older brother passed and my mother passed and my dad, he didn't want anything to do with it. And oh, I was very resentful because they were saying, well, just pray, just pray. And I feel like that, like, just pray isn't necessarily a good um um, solution to all of your problems. I feel like, well, if I would have just keep praying and he's out there somewhere, especially because at this point we were living in Florida and, um, you know, police in Florida and there's clan in Florida. So I don't want my brother just walking around, you know, talking to himself, roaming aimlessly. And I just really wanted the support from my family, but they were saying, you know, it's in God's hands. You can't, you just need to accept this, you know? And thank goodness I didn't because I got my brother. He's on his meds and everything is fine. Um, another thing I wanted to mention, I know I didn't mention this part, but um, so I was struggling to pass the bar exam. Um, I passed the bar exam on my third tr- try. And um, when I finally passed the bar, the bar exam, um my family maybe it's just my family um, they were like glory be to god god did this and it was just like yo i have been in this library for 12 hours for the past six months (laughs) (laughs) and i finally passed and you say thank god like god did this like what (laughs) like i just feel as sometimes with Christianity, especially in the black church, we lack accountability, you know, like, um, um, I don't have an issue with saying it's in God's hands and pray on it, but I just dislike that that's our only solution. Like we also need to go out there. We also need to do, you know, the work. We just can't, I just think sometimes it's in God's hands. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's just pure laziness. Um, to just not do anything and just expect God to fix all your problems. So I think that's it. Um, 
I can think of. If I have any more, I will definitely tell you. Um. Yeah. Also, like my thing is like like my new church, which I'm currently in. Like they mm-hmm. built their brand new church. Um. Like I guess like five years ago, and yeah. um, they're trying to get members in. It's like, well, you're gonna have to physically go to the uh the um the community and where you built your church at you know what i'm saying you got to you know talk to them you can't just think like nobody's gonna worship god and god's gonna just bring them in you know yeah it's like you're gonna have to go out there physically and be like hey um we're (laughs) a church you know what i'm saying yeah i i completely agree (laughs) and that's why i think well a lot of uh churches have to understand like you're gonna have to especially with the pandemic now oh yes i mean it's either you go you guys talk to these people in your communities physically or just uh close up because a lot of churches did close up during the pandemic they did yeah some did but a lot of people don't look at the big deal because they're not mega church yeah so i feel like once a mega church like close up like a famous one that people know collectively that's when they go like, oh shoot like yeah so but um thank you Monica. no problem and i apologize um about earlier today again oh, no. No, 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 no 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 you're good all right uh, so monica uh where can people find you on the social medias um well i only really have one social media um platform that i i frequent that would be um twitter and um my twitter is black bernie babe but yeah i that's the only um social media that i have um if anyone because another thing that i love to do is pro bono work so if anyone needs any help um I do specialize in intellectual property. Please email me at Monica Barrow at um, Gmail. And um, because I have not done my pro bono this year. So um, I'm definitely willing to help. All right. All right. You guys, you heard it here first uh, with Monica. And um, hopefully we get Monica on on the next topic. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, um, oh yeah, Monica, um, if you want to, you can join me on the space that I got going on, and uh, it's gonna be on Twitter, okay, at eight o'clock. Um, okay. the um, the Twitter space is gonna be called um, I posted um, um, it's gonna be called uh. Cheating is a rich nigga sport. That is sport is face. I would love to join that one. That sounds like a great topic. Yeah, cheating is a rich nigga sport. So I will definitely be there. Okay, please tell your friends, all your subs, uh, your Twitter people, because she got she close she got close to a million followers. I do not. (laughs) I do not. I bet it's because she that's that pretty privilege. That's what it does. (laughs) Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I will definitely be there. All right. Um, Well, until next time, guys, be amazing. Peace. Have a good day.